Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. This is episode 262 and I'm joined, this is the last um, episode in the Struggle to Soar series where we have gone in depth about bodily issues, we've gone in depth about um, all kinds of things, being an immigrant. So today we are going to deal with debt. And we, I have talked to people, uh, Danielle Evans, I've had her on the show before. She also got out of debt using Financial Peace University. I always think it's something we can talk about again and again. It's actually never kind of gets old. It gets old having debt, for sure. But it's a lot of something that a lot of us deal with on a regular basis. So this is a special Saturday show. So I really appreciate Amber and Amy and Doc and Michael coming. So thank you guys for coming live. And so I'm excited to introduce you. You have uh, probably seen Drew on before. He's, um, him and Bob Ewing have started Inch by Inch, but it's really a family thing, I believe. Whitney and Stephanie both uh, mm -hmm. dig deep and they're part of Inch by Inch as well. <laughs> So, guys, I'm. Um, this is Drew and Whitney Hill, and they're in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, right? Yes. There you go. Okay. Central Indiana. You got it right. Yep, you got it. Okay. <laughs> so we're just gonna. I'm gonna start I, with some questions, but um, you guys got out of some serious debt. Mm -hmm. So you guys have been together since high school. Well, Correct. well, yeah. Of, we dated in high school, and then. There was a period of about eight years where Drew hated me and what? <laughs> That's exactly Well, I just broke up with him in high school and um then oh. She didn't break up with me as so much <laughs> as she said she loved me and then a couple weeks later told me that she didn't love me. So that's oh. a little different than just the breakup. But that's true. But I didn't hate I it. Love you. Our paths crossed a few times. Yeah. And it seemed like uh yeah. She would have somebody that she's hanging out with, or I would have somebody, and just the timing was never right. But yeah, eight years. Yeah, but we saw each other like clockwork every two years. Then on the eighth year, we, um, I was uh, in New Jersey for a little bit, and I was coming home from New Jersey, and like to I live. About, yeah, so to I lived on a okay. sailboat in the Caribbean, and I met this family down there that lived in New Jersey, and they invited me to come stay with them. So I was there for about six weeks and then um, I was coming home and I was talking to the family. We were having some wine and cocktails and having a great like last night. And I was talking to the family about Drew and he came up to conversation. Anyway, I reached out to him and um, we met in Cincinnati. For so like drink. how old are you at this point? Out of college? Yeah, 24. Okay. I was 24. He's 22 ish. 23 yeah. 23 and um yeah so we met and uh we went to the blind lemon in cincinnati had a drink and we've been together ever since that was 2004 wow mm -hmm. wow that's awesome okay yeah. so but how long have you known each other like your whole lives uh since middle school yeah. uh, we okay. went to two separate elementary schools that then merged in middle school we were so. an art club together hmm. <laughs> We, True we, did the, we did the academic right. art Super Bowl together. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's really funny that you guys and Drew and Stephanie, not Drew and Stephanie, Bob and Stephanie got married on the exact same day. Yes. Yes. Same year. Same, same year. That's thousands pretty. of miles away. Yes. Thousands <laughs> of miles away. But yeah. Anyway, it's just so weird. Cause so you guys have had, cause you and you and Bob yeah. had gone to school together yep. and then, um, 
and then you guys kind of got hooked back up together as well. So yeah, nice, uh, nice story all around. Okay. So, <laughs> um, you have two kids, but they're twins. So, yeah. um, that, so to kind of trying to paint the picture of where you were in what year was it when you were like, we're dealing with this debt <laughs> and basically, uh, everything came to a head in 2013. Okay. Uh, so how old were your kids? So the kids at this point were two, just a little over yeah. two. Yeah. Which is a handful, mm-hmm. right? Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> just two amounts of dirty diapers, uh, two kids learning to talk back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they started walking very young. Um, our daughter started walking at eight months. And our sons are walking at 10 months. So, and they started crying at four months. So we didn't have much time where they weren't moving. (laughs) Thankfully we had a very small house. (laughs) So 2013, you, uh, you, you kind of, where were you working, Drew? Uh, At the time I was at an advertising agency as the associate creative director uh, in Indianapolis. Yeah. And how long had you been there? Uh, At this point, uh, about three years, just the, yeah, right around three years. Were you doing, because sometimes at an ad agency, you have to work long hours. Were mm-hmm. you, um, <laughs> were you Sorry. working, doing any freelance? Uh, Diane, there was no time for freelance. Okay. Uh, yes, it was, uh, there was a reason why I left that agency, and that was because I spent a lot of my Is free time the there. Beach Grove? No. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> we won't okay. we won't mince names. <laughs> yeah, we don't need particulars. No. So so you had been there about three years and you have no time to do freelance. Everything's being if you're an associate art director, I can imagine that your pay is not as high as an art director would be, correct? Uh I was associate creative director, but yeah. Oh creative director. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, still pay was yeah, mid range. Okay. So then Whitney, what are you doing at this time? I don't remember. (laughs) What was I doing? Uh, Whitney, um, sad story for a lot of women coming back back to the workforce after having kids. Uh, Whitney was let go from her job. Yeah. Okay. I remember now I'm in the, I was in the telecommunications industry. And um, so I was a uh, telecom analyst at the time. And I remember it, it was, mid-March 2013, and um, I went to work. They let me work part-time, which was great. Then I went to work on Monday, like March 15th, and I got there, and they're like, oh, we don't need you anymore. (laughs) So, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and after that. Did you have severance at all? No. They were like, we'll pay you for the whole day. (laughs) I went, okay. So (laughs) Thank you. No severance, nothing. So was this yeah. all part of what, why it came to a head? Yes. It was a big part of it. it there was a, a tipping point that came once um, we got about a year, or actually about a six to nine months after that, yeah. um, that it really dawned on us. Uh, we tried to make do after that happened, that life event. Um, Whitney kind of opened a part-time business where, um, trying to cut down on costs, uh, mm-hmm. taking kids out of daycare, um, doing what we can to, to get by. But, um, yeah, it, it kind of came to a head at the close of 2013 as we really mm-hmm. analyzed our, uh, numbers. 
and so go ahead. You had a house, you had a mortgage, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else? Uh, so you had some credit card debt too, maybe? We had about $75,000 in credit card debt. Yeah, yeah $75,000 in credit cards. Yeah. Do you think that that was due to having twins and not necessarily? Well, we had a lot of credit, bef credit debt before we ever had. Okay. Yeah. But so, I would say the last year, I, so I lost my job in March and I, um, I was running this cleaning business on the side but I really never made a whole lot of money at it. But so we used in that last eight months or so credit cards to buy diapers, formula, food, groceries, because all of our, all of his income went to pay the mortgage and, you know, the, the necessities, the, the power necessity. bill, the yeah. water bill, those things. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. We're getting, I'm getting the picture because a lot of times credit cards become the sustainer. It's yeah. like another, yeah. And so now when we got married, when we married, we married each other's debt and we had 50,000 total when we got married. So we, so right. yeah, you couple that with, uh, we did have some medical bills mm -hmm. from the kids that, um, had to be settled up. And then for me, I was in the hospital for a couple of weeks after the kids were born. Mm -hmm. So we had that and then Drew got sick and he was, um, I don't know if you were in the hospital, but he was sick. And so then our dog also had, so we just had all sorts <laughs> of stuff, but we had that credit card. So we had the money to do all that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So then so, by the time. So what about like insurance? Like, um, uh, like uh, not health insurance because I'm sure you had health insurance through mm -hmm. Drew's mm -hmm. job at least. But what about like um, life insurance or mm -hmm. were those things that you were even? Yes, you, we did have, have kids. Okay, we were very much covered in the insurance because we got all that before the kids were born. Okay, and so that was part of just our monthly, like it was taken out of our checking account. So we never went without that. But were you paying any extra for retirement at that time? We were trying to. Oh. Um, yeah, very small percentages. Well, yes. and at one point, and we did something, you never, don't ever do this, people, ever. <laughs> um, and Dave says, don't ever do this, but we did it anyway. Um, this is before we really knew Dave. But this is, the, yeah, before <laughs> we, oh, I knew who Dave was, but um, I didn't. Think I and you're to. talking about Dave Ramsey. Yes, sorry, Dave, Dave Ramsey. Ramsey. I just, I was too good for Dave Ramsey. I was like, I can do it on my own. But we, I had a 401k and it was pretty good at the time. Um, and we cashed it out to pay off debt. In preparation for the kids. In preparation for the kids. And we got our monthly credit card payment down to maybe $300 a month total for what we owed on credit cards. But if you look at the picture you posted on your Instagram, you'll notice that our monthly credit card and that included a car payment was over $2,000. I'm going to um, pull that back up just so okay. that you can kind of see it. Um, let's see. I'm going to open all these because I didn't share all of them. So then I thought we could go through them for sure. Oh, that's fine. So um, let me um, share these. And it just started thundering. So hopefully... 
Oh, that's a good picture. Be able to, I love that picture. Okay, so <laughs> this is the one you're talking about. Yes, yes. So you can see on the right-hand side, those are all of our debts we had. Um, and that's not including our mortgage, by the way. Oh, um, wow. Those are just credit cards and cars. And so you can see our minimum was $29.51. Yeah. That was the minimum we had when right before the kids were born, it was 3000 So our debt fluctuated like it would go up and it would go down and it just at one point it just started going up so you can see we have 12 payments there mm -hmm. and i think those are all the uh you can see the top two are our car payments okay so what was the first thing i mean okay so so we kind of get so are, do you feel like you're drowning and that you can't ever get ahead at the time, yes. Yeah. So yeah. what was it that like hit the fan that you were like, okay, we gotta do something. And who of it <laughs> of you was the one that found Dave Ramsey and said, hey, let's do this thing called Financial Peace University? Um, so the kind of- Drew, what was the first year you went to Creative South? 2014. Okay, so that's me and you. We sat at the same table, Drew didn't talk. But uh, <laughs> thankfully, uh, you did Bob, really. Uh, so it was, y'all were super quiet. But that was my first year, too. So, okay, I, I'm kind of getting the picture of where you were maybe April of uh, 2014. Okay, so yeah. go back. Okay, tell me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so no, you're good. The, the crossroads really happened at the end of 2013. So that picture that you just shared was our budget uh, for January of 2014. So at the end of 2013, we really were like, we are not making any headway. Things have gone horribly wrong. Can we find a way out of this? Um, as you saw, yeah, we were making over $2,000 in payments to creditors. But then uh, if you go down to the bottom line, you'd see that our monthly income, we were uh, having a short... Uh, we were $2,000... Short, short of covering our, our all of our bills um, for the house, you know. Car How much was your mortgage at the time? Mm, like twelve hundred or something like that. Yeah, it's way too much. Uh, well, a very small percentage compared to our debt load. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think at that point, like it was like people talk about hitting the rock bottom. That was rock bottom. Mm -hmm. We had actually attended Dave Ramsey's classes a year prior, which is kind of um, sad to say that um, we attended his classes, saw the light, but didn't immediately change our behavior. Um, yeah. And that's one of the things that he preaches is that um, the Financial Peace University model is really only 20% knowledge, 80% of it is action. And, and yeah, we yeah. soaked in that 20%, but we didn't act on no, the rest and of it. To go along your question of how do we find out about Dave Ramsey and Financial Peace University, my dad actually gave me the Financial Peace book in 2000. Yeah, because I graduated from college and he gave that to me in 2000. And I, on my own, racked up so much debt after college. I didn't have any student loans or anything. I, I was blessed I had scholarships and I paid for my college. And about two years after college, I was just started 
racking up so much debt. So, so Whitney, this is where me and you are similar. So what was, what was it for you that made you rack up debt? Cause I was in a similar, I didn't have any. Well, loans, so, <laughs> um, I just, I just felt like I was, I had the, so when I was in college, discover card came and they were at our, um, at your uh, university. Yeah, at our university. And I remember <laughs> signing up and I was, I don't know how old I was, 19, 20. And I got it. And so I was, I just felt, I felt important. But I made, I, I made good money. I had a really great job. I graduated. I worked for Verizon Wireless. I made great money, but I, it wasn't enough for me. And I felt like, I just felt I was empowered with it. And that was it. And so I look back and I see, okay, I had the tools I needed when I was 20, when I didn't have any debt and I was making great money. And I mean, for a 21 year old. Right. And um, it wasn't until 2014 that I changed my behavior. Wow. And that's when Dave says it's 20% knowledge and 80% behavior. And that is so true. And even now we've been debt free for over a year and it's still sometimes we have to put our behavior in check. We don't ever use credit cards. I mean, I can't even, our kids, like one of their grocery store toys came with a little credit card and we got rid of it. We're like, well, our family doesn't use credit cards. And so, but we still have to, it's still that behavior. When so Doc says it's so hard when you get comfortable because you see it yes. as a safety net. Well, yes. like I have this. If mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I can always pay it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's really, it comes down to um, our behaviors. I, it is uh, socially acceptable to carry debt. Like it's mm -hmm. just a given. You're going to get student loan debt. You're going to get a car payment, you know, you're going to buy a house. Like it is just, yeah. You know, it's, and that's kind of why we us. bought a house. It was, we thought that's what we were supposed to do. And so, we and, didn't need to do that. So Kim asked, did you uh, move into a new place to get the house payment down? So then let's, let's sort of paint the picture. So you guys didn't take action. One of the reasons that you got on Dave's radar, um, Dave Ramsey's radar was because you attacked it so fast. So can you kind of, um, okay. So, yeah. so you, you did financial peace a year before and then where were you emotionally and mentally so that you guys were, what did you say and who said it first? And like, wh where was that conversation? And was well, that probably, person in, in 14, um, Hey, we're going to sell the house. Well, do you want Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, again, we got to the end of 2013 and we're sitting in our living room floor looking at our numbers and it, it was just like, it was a moment of clarity, like this isn't working. That's Something sad. has to change. And um, I, it was in that moment, I think that there wasn't like a big pep talk or a, a shining light. It was just like, okay, we have to get real. And we started having <laughs> some- like uh, for uh, was that like a sense of strife between the two of you, or was this something you still felt really connected? Because I feel like it can be really um, oh, yeah. 
It, it had uh, definitely weighed on our marriage a lot. I, mm-hmm. We um, definitely weren't as uh, strong as we once were. No. It definitely, um, that debt brought a lot of stress and a lot of fights. And um, Money usually does. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the leading causes of divorce is financial hardship. And, and I believe that's where we were headed. And I, I remember sitting there going through those numbers and I don't know if it was that same night or another night, but we had the conversation. We said, okay, we have some options. Do we declare bankruptcy? And that wasn't really an option for us. Like, because why? Cause that, that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> it was, we got ourselves into this. Mm. We're going to get ourselves. That, yeah. that was, that was us. easy way it's, out. Right. For us, it wasn't really an option. But $75,000 worth of debt is a lot. It is. It is a lot. It is a lot. So, and then you put our home on top of it. So we had $205,000 in debt. And so we sat there and we are like, okay, well, we're not going to declare bankruptcy. Um, We have to sell the house. But even selling the house, we could not afford to rent. We couldn't even if we sold the house, we couldn't afford anything. And so we said the only way out is if someone will let us move in with them. So we had a discussion. And live for free. Yes, and live for free. We are mid-30s. We have two-year-old twins and a dog. Okay. And so we're sitting there and we said, okay, well, what about your parents? And we went through all the scenarios where his parents, they both work full-time, where would we stay? Like we went through, okay, what would our daily life be like and all of that? And then we talked about my parents and my parents were both retired. Um, and they had a basement. It wasn't a finished basement or whatever, but we went through both scenarios and we said, okay, well, I think we need to ask my mom and dad if we can move in with them. It was it's like, how do you even, how do you even, have that conversation right like you're 35 your parents have taught you better than this and you have to go to them and say where you are when all these all this time we we pretended Mm. to be like we were okay and so I don't really remember the conversation I think I actually sent my mom a text just saying hey would you ever let your kids ever live with you (laughs) something like that like jokingly and oh, I didn't know that. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Kim, thank you. Um, yeah, just to kind of get, and she's like, "What? What? What?" And it so, was anyway, New Year's Day. I so we, we yeah. Them about so it. we sat down with them right mm-hmm. at their kitchen table. Now, what number day. kid are you, Whitney? I'm two. Two of two. Two of two. Okay. Um, and so. Yeah, we sat down with him, and my, I remember my dad, his first question was, well, how much debt do you have? I, I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'd never told him. He went to his grave, never know. <laughs> he knows now. Um, but because uh, they thought it was like $10,000, right? And so they didn't understand it, and I was not about to tell them how much it was. And so, because, so there's just so much shame, right? Yes. So much shame. Yeah. There's a lot of pride in, yeah, that you live with that. um, Yeah. 
and they they were proud of you so it would be like yeah it's like the curtain comes down right and everything's not okay and mm-hmm. and i can do it i can do it you know but they're really you haven't been able to do i'm like so similar it's not even funny so i, I, yeah. I mean, everything okay yeah so, okay yeah that was that was kind of it and they were super gracious about it and they were like yeah whatever you need um they knew that yeah we it was going to be a big change for us but yeah that's when we started the plan in motion so it's january so you move in with them in January. How long did it take? Uh, for no, we didn't move in with them until Mar- March. Yeah, at that point, we really started getting our affairs in order as far as getting the house ready for sale, session. packing, getting rid of stuff. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't until March. It was did March you guys 7th. move into the basement? That no. was the original thought, yeah. but we wound up just staying in we moved a into spare bedroom. My old bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> All four then, of you. Our kids stayed in the other bedroom. So they, yeah. they had a three bedroom house. And um Drew how many and I bathrooms were uh, did you two have and a half. Okay, so you got you your family, your four shared one bathroom. Yes. And yep. your parents had one bathroom. Yeah, they had a bathroom in their master suite or whatever. And so and, when you yeah. when you had this conversation, how long did you expect this situation this uh to last? Uh-huh. We weren't exactly sure. Our our hope was not to be too much of a burden and for it to last too long. Um, but there was never a, a time limit on it. I think they knew that we were serious about it and mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be like, we're just going to come over and take off our shoes and hang out for <laughs> a couple years. So. <laughs> so, all right. So you are now, um, so Drew, how does that, do you think it was harder for you, Whitney, or do you think it was harder for Drew to live with your parents? No. I know Probably Drew. Really? You thought it was hard. It was <laughs> because of my relation, like, budding yes. heads with my dad. Yes. Well. <laughs> or my mom. Yes. So um, I have a very good relationship with my parents, or I did at the time. I still do. My dad passed away. Um, but we butt, we would butt heads a lot. <laughs> My mom's like very about strong. how you raised the kids, or that was the biggest. That thing, was yes. the biggest thing, and it took yeah. about six weeks. There was a rough period of six weeks where we were all like, "What have we done?" <laughs> and I think it was it was hard for my mom and dad because they were used to being grandparents, and mm. my mom wanted she felt like she had to help out all the time, and I was like, "No, you don't need to help out. I'm a mom. I can do this." So there was that that awkward period where we had to get used to each other and roles. get right, yeah, yes. our roles. And so we had to really set boundaries and we had to, um, our kids were two or three. So it was really hard for them to understand. So we had to um, set those boundaries. And then I would, my, my dad and I would butt head sometimes. I don't know what it was. Like I'm a daddy's girl and we got along really well, but there were some times where we would well, just. Well, I think you're pulled sometimes when it's Drew and then you have your dad. I think that there would have been, that would have been a really hard yeah. situation um, for, for, yeah. I mean, my parents are very strict. My mom is not here today, but I think um, I know that my, my dad admits that they were strict. I mean, they were very strict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I know how to live like that, but John would never be able to live that 
you know, for more than three days. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like that's maybe five, I think is his, his yeah. max. Yeah. But, yeah, we okay. found a rhythm and we, we, we coexisted. And it was great. Well. And so how long I'm so grateful wait? for them. And it turned out, re- it turned out really well after that rough few weeks. Um, it was great. And I, I enjoyed being there because I love my parents and I'm the teenager that when I was like 15, I'd hang out with my parents instead of my friends. So Nerd. I know, <laughs> um, but yeah, we were there, um, just over a year. Yeah, okay. About 14 months. <laughs> Sorry, there's Jax. <laughs> it's okay. Um, he's doesn't like the thunder. Okay, so um, so at he's bringing me my thank you. <laughs> I'm freezing. I had the hair <laughs> up so high because or low because of um, I was tiling earlier, and so I'm freezing. And I was like texting him, please bring me my jacket. <laughs> um. <laughs> So in 14 months, you decreased all your debt? That's what Kim's asking. Oh, no, no, no. We just lived there 14 months. Yeah. Our total uh, start to finish. So yeah, as Winnie said, uh, we didn't move in until March. And we really, um, that was like mid-March. So really, we started in April. And wire to wire, it was 36 months. We went from uh, $205,000 in total debt down to zero. So we paid, we sold our house though. So part of that was our house. So so the house, did you make any money off of your house? A hundred dollars. hundred dollars check. We we had a check for $106 and like 70 cents. Oh, that sucks. Had you Uh done improvements on the house? Yeah. 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 But we bought at the height of the housing boom. Yeah. We bought in 2008. (laughs) No, 2006. 2006. 2006. And, um, first. Because we were young and and didn't really have any down payment, we basically financed our down payment. So we had one of our loans was Just don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. That's another <laughs> thing Dave says don't do. We did it, um, and it had like a really high percentage rate, and basically it was twenty thousand dollars. And then when we sold our house eight years later, it was the, it was the same amount. <laughs> we never we paid on it every year or every month, and it never. So, um, yeah. So, and it didn't raise your, the value didn't go up. Correct. The, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so we sold our house. And so after we sold our house, we had $75,000 left. And so in the first 14 months we lived with my mom and dad and we probably were able to pay, we were able to pay enough down that we could then afford a payment to live yeah. and pay. Were you, did you start working at that point, Whitney? So it's funny. We moved in with my parents on March 2nd, that Saturday, that Saturday and Sunday. And I started a new job on March 3rd. So on, on March 3rd, we were living with my parents. So I had a new job. Our kids were still going to the old, um, their old daycare. We have, haven't moved them yet. It was just so much newness. Um, so I started a job that that really helped um, be able to take all of our money and put it down. So after we moved out the 14 months, then it took another two years, two more years to pay off the rest. So basically after the sale of our house, it was 36 months. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, so you, after you've lived there for a year and a half or, or whatever, at any time were they like, Hey, when are you going to start paying us? Or are you going to pitch in for no food? My, nothing my parents were so gracious. 
the best parents. Okay. So wonderful. And yep. they never asked for anything. Yep. And, and I'll forever, well, forever be, you know. Yep. That was our lifeline for sure. We couldn't have done it without them. But yeah, um, you talked about Creative South and yeah, uh, we, as what he said, we moved all our belongings into her parents' house in March. And then, yeah, the next month was uh, Creative South 14. So, yeah, I... Did work pay for Creative South? Thankfully, yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a really awesome time to be there because, like you said, uh, Danielle Evans was one of the speakers that year, and her whole entire talk was about managing debt. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, I'm not the only one. This is pretty cool. And then I think even... Um, Eric Reagan uh, from Focus Lab, they had a panel that year and he talked about how they had moved in with uh, his in-laws and it was like, wow, all right, so I'm really not crazy now. Yeah, and then you brought, he, I remember he came back and he was like, I have to tell you these stories I heard and he told me about what you just mentioned, the guy you just mentioned and it was, it was comforting. Yeah. And now that we are not ashamed to talk about it, mm -hmm. we hear so many stories and we want to make it our mission to be able to encourage people to talk about it. Cause I wish we would have talked about it, oh, but yeah. it's hard. Like it's shameful. It's that pride. Pride yeah. gets in the way. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Okay. So how would somebody, if they didn't know about, uh, Financial Peace University. I believe it's a thirteen week or sixteen. It used to be. Remember. It's Is nine. Now eight week or oh, nine yeah, weeks. No. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, how would somebody find out where a, the nearest Financial Peace University to them would be? Uh, the fine folks at Dave Ramsey make it super easy. I mean, you just go to their website, correct? Mm -hmm. And yeah. you can do a search straight from there, and it will bring up the closest. Um, uh, offerings to you. So no matter if you are uh, attending a church or you are non-denominational, what have you, don't even go at the time. Actually, when we went, we didn't have a church. Mm -mm. We weren't attending church. Um, so yeah, it was kind of an interesting byproduct of that whole scenario. But yeah, you can just yeah. go in there and find some place they're going on all the time. Uh, all within driving distance. So, and that's the thing too is is you don't have to belong to a church or anywhere because we didn't. Mm -hmm. But I would recommend it's um, it's so worth it. It's a hundred dollars, but yeah. it's worth it. Fun fact: we actually paid for our financial peace university through our piggy bank. So we actually broke out coins and counted out. That's the only way we afforded it. So we had this. Um, big pink piggy bank jar that my mom had given us and we just over the years of our marriage had accumulated change and the only way we were able to do it because he doesn't accept credit card you can't pay for it with a credit card and that's all of it that's the only way we were able to buy things and so we had to count out our change and it was exactly what we needed exactly that's too cool okay so <laughs> yeah. So it, uh, Dave calls it the debt snowball, and he says to start yes. with the lowest. Uh, so say you had $5,000 on one card and you had $10,000 and $20,000. He says start with the $5,000. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yes. So what, um, how long did it take for you to get that first card paid off? Do you remember? 
Because I feel like that's that's when you feel like, okay, this thing's working. The momentum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think at that point it wasn't a card. We had a medical. Yeah, we actually started off with just knocking off things that were really low on our um, the bronze. Yeah, we had some outstanding medical debts. I mean, you know, you don't stop and think about it, but yeah, $30 out the door each month, you know, to pay for some dental bill. You know, you, you knock that out and it's not that fly buzzing around you anymore. You can now take that $30 yeah. and you can compound that into your next lowest payment. And that's the magic of it. I mean, it's not rocket science. You, you compound your uh, payments and things. So kind of break that down for people. So, so you, so say you're paying a thousand dollars total a month mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're, you're splitting it out to $300 here, $200 here, $400 here, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred dollars here. And mm-hmm. so what they, what Dave teaches that compounding that Drew's talking about is that you now take, if the $300 one was the lowest pay, mm-hmm. it would probably be the hundred dollar one, but whatever. Let's yeah. So say then you pay that one off, you mm-hmm. pay kind of minimums on the other one until you get this guy paid off. Yes. And then you move that to the next lowest one. You yes. pay the minimums on these others or a yeah. little bit more than the minimums. And then you go to the next one. And now you're mm-hmm. taking $300 that you were doing here mm-hmm. and you're putting it now with the one that was a $200. One. So now you have $500 paying toward that one. That's exactly it. And it works. Don't focus on getting rid of the ones with the highest interest rate. You'll never get it paid off. It's incredible because at by the end we were making like $3,000 a month payments. And I remember our last card we paid off was our dis- my Discover card. <laughs> which college Discover which card. is so funny if you think about it because that's what got me where I was. And that was the last payment. And I was never happier to get rid of that thing. And it, um, I do remember one of the first things we paid off that I remember feeling, I'm so glad that is gone. And <laughs> It was our overdraft account. We had an overdraft account where we could overdraft up to a thousand dollars, and of course, it was a thousand dollars because we <laughs> used it all the time. <laughs> and I remember paying that thing off, and I said, "Cancel that overdraft account." Yeah. So we canceled it because if we're going to change anything, we can't have that there because that's our fallback, and we can't fall back on that anymore. Right. Yep. Which is uh, actually step one in the process uh, for Financial Peace University yes. is a thousand dollar emergency fund. So <laughs> it's like that we was were hard. relying on credit for that, but you know the power is there to just do it yourself. Yeah, right. And have that, and then then you're supposed to build up three to six months. Of, yeah. But you're supposed to do the thousand dollars so that you don't you can tap into that if something comes up if new yeah. tires if or a real emergency happens exactly not for Christmas or anything like it's right <laughs> right because that's part of the um, Christmas it's it, so, uh, Dave uses envelope systems so yes. so can you kind of tell people about that and did you do the envelope yes. systems okay we did we did yeah I mean I, it was the best thing. The, the uh, focal points of it is just telling your money where to go, just how you behave with your money. And yeah, Dave preaches the envelope system. So yeah, that is when you do your monthly budget and you line item out everything that you're going to spend for the month and you zero your budget out, then you go in and you take that money and you put it in an envelope and that is what you have 
for that month period you know it's not well let's take a little bit from this and add it to that like it's all about your discipline and yeah (laughs) we lived by that for we were the couple in the grocery store that had our list and our calculator yes and we would calculate everything and we'd be like oh man we're at a like let's say it was 150 for the week we're at 154 what are we putting back what do we really need like that was us and it works because you're paying with cash he's also cash money pardon you feel the money yeah like you feel it and okay kim says so did you pay cash rather than using atm debit card that's a great question on everything we could we did the one place where we used our debit card was when we would get gas because we had the kids usually in the car so it was easier just to use the debit card but we did track it um very closely yeah. uh, it was kind of like an envelope without an envelope but we paid cash for groceries we paid cash for um, i mean every every everything we did and i remember when i came down to creative south the following year we <laughs> whoever was there with us might remember we had our party envelope we had our food envelope <laughs> we had our swag envelope and we had all these envelopes and that was yeah that was how we paid for it. Yeah, it was about 24 months of changing that behavior using the envelope system before we allowed ourselves to yeah. go back to using our debit cards. Um, Were you still using envelopes or have you gone to debit cards? We went to debit cards about 24 months into the process. So, yeah. uh, and it was about that time too that Dave Ramsey released their online every dollar app, which um, allowed us to um, have everything um, dialed in through the app so we could essentially use our money um, with our debit card and assign it to our envelopes, our virtual envelopes. So. It's incredible. It's free. Um, I highly recommend using it. It changed how we spent our money. We were already in the process. I mean, we had gone to Financial Peace University and so we kind of knew how to do the budget on paper but it just, it's really incredible. And there's a free version and then there's um, like a plus version where you can pay $99 for the year. And what's great about that version is it it will import all of your transactions from your bank account. And so you just drag and drop them and you can do envelopes on there too. And they have where you can set up funds. It's incredible. It's worth every penny. And then when you sign up for a financial peace university, you get it for free. Mm-hmm. And a awesome. shout out to some of the uh, Creative South attendees that oh, yeah. have worked on that app. So yeah, Jenny Lee, I think she was one yeah. of the He was at our table. Do you yeah. remember? She yeah. sat at our table that first year. <laughs> How she... the universe aligns, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, some really cool people doing some cool things down there. All right. Okay. So um, um, Drew, you and I had talked about sometimes as designers and creatives, we have this, and I actually feel like it's with any creative, like we need the tools. Oh, I need these tools. I need these things. And sometimes it's a digital thing. And then sometimes it's a a physical thing. Oh, I need, I need this new pen and I need this new (laughs) brush. And, you know, I need all these things because they run out. So what, what was, how, because I think that is a hard mindset to especially in and Whitney you're running a business you so you have to have sometimes you have to have things to Mm -hmm. uh do the business better so how 
where's that mindset come in and how does it change? Uh, yeah, so there's definitely, I suffer along <laughs> everyone else when it comes to that. I, one of those debts that was hanging around um, through this whole process was I borrowed several thousand dollars from the bank, took out a loan to buy my first computer, which was obsolete with just in a few months when Apple switched over to the Intel processors. So none of my software would work anymore. So really a uh, big bummer there. <laughs> Got sucked in with the iPhone, just had to have that iPhone switched from Verizon, which this one had been working with Verizon since out of college and yeah, somehow got an iPhone, you know, I was, I was right there along with everyone else, but, um, for, for me, and I don't know if this is you, Whitney, cause it sounds like you were living in the Caribbean on a sailboat. Woo. You know? So, um, so for me, it was, a uh, shopping was something that was like, um, a boredom helper mm -hmm. and also a depression helper, mm -hmm. which that was not a depression helper. No. At all. <laughs> I did the same thing. Shopping was definitely yeah. retail therapy. Kim yes. calls it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, Kim. <laughs> so, so how, so how did that mindset change? Because for me, when I moved out to the sticks, okay, mm -hmm. uh, I live about 30 minutes from a grocery store, 30 minutes from anywhere, which I love it actually. Mm -hmm. but that was the best besides Amazon. John said in 2014, I, the the ups guy and him became first name <laughs> and now he comes in he's seen our tile work i mean his name is randy and John's <laughs> done other things to help him you know um but i i was getting a box every day and it was yeah. books mainly were one of my big uh things so i had gone from retail and clothes <laughs> to books and now i don't get much of anything maybe yeah some pens and markers probably yeah. i love office supplies that was that was a weakness <laughs> of mine by the way i loved staples <laughs> so we so, all kind of have these uh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah through the process of moving in with whitney's parents we had to pack up all our stuff and obviously when you're moving into an established household you're not going to use two toasters and mm -hmm. you know two sets of pots and pans so we had our life in boxes in the basement. And yeah, about 14 months later, we moved out into our apartment. Um, we were really left with the opportunity to analyze our stuff mm. and realizing we have a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and we haven't touched this thing. We haven't touched these things. things in over a year. Why do we need them? And it's about the same time we uh, learned about a book called everything that oh remains. my gosh everything that remains hmm. it, um it's a book about minimalism they're living the minimalist it's, it's lifestyle a really good one. and it, it again like was just only underscoring that uh, you know how we can allow things to control us mm -hmm. and um really help drive decisions for us so yeah, yeah we you know uh, we were downsizing a little bit, but then at the same time, just yeah, realizing there was a lot of stuff in our life that we didn't need. And I think that's continued on now into our buying habits and that, you know, before we just, you know, grab something and go to the cashier with it, we really analyze, you know, what is this going to do to my, is this going to bring value to my life? You know? Yeah. Asking that question, is this going to bring value or do we, do we really need this? 
You unplugged the wrong one. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> You're making a good point, though. Go for it. Yeah, no, yeah. Do we really need this? Is this adding value? And it just how we buy things. And it's so interesting now because we've been in our place three years or so now. And there's probably some things that we could really benefit from having, but we get by without it because we just we're choosing not to spend our money on that. And that's one of the things when Dave talks about when you do your budget, I think Drew may have mentioned this earlier is you do your budget and your budget is not constraining yourself, not, not taking things away from your life and not being able to go out to eat and not do this. Your budget is telling your money where to go. Right. And that was, when we finally wrapped our heads around that, I mean, that really, I think, just changed how we looked at when we bought things. And there's also that one envelope, right? And it's supposed to be that one envelope that's like mm -hmm. the mad money. I can't remember what that envelope I think it was a blow money. The, the blow money, right. Mm -hmm. And that you put, and maybe it's $10, maybe it's $15, but if you like to shop retailer, if you need markers, there's a budget for markers. And yep. so then you, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I do that with fonts. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend, I, I have $40 that I kind of think about holding yeah. back every right. month for fonts. I'm not going to, you can't just buy, I mean, one font doesn't really cost $40 anymore. You know, sometimes they're $250 <laughs> a pop. So you kind of got to wait till you can get that. Yeah. Um, and so, um, when did you, so how you found an apartment, is that where you're living currently or did you go from an apartment to, okay. Well, truthfully, we actually live in a barn. That picture, you that had it. Yeah, that picture. That picture. <laughs> so yeah, um, after about a year of living with, uh, Whitney's folks, we, um, we're like, okay, we really, we're in a good spot now where we think this we can one or this them. one. They're both. That's, on the that's right. just a, oh yes. I thought you talking about the other photo of our, so our we're on the right. Yeah. And that barn on the right hand side, those double doors. We're on that side of the barn and goes all the way to the back. Um, it, so that's right our where my mouse is. Yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this so you, side, and then is this side a barn like with horses? Yes. No, no living animals. The only horse that lives out there is a Mustang. <laughs> um, no living animals is what I'm like. They have a taxidermy. Ooh. There are horses across the street. But. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, so about a year in, we, we felt like we could really um, go out on our own again. Yeah. And um, Bob Ewing, our good old buddy Bob, was like, hey, my father-in-law um, actually has an apartment in his garage mahal. You guys should go check it out. So, yes, this barn belongs to... Um, Stephanie's parents. Stephanie's yeah. parents. It's where all of their toys live. Um, and then, yeah, uh, he built an apartment in one side of it. it takes up about 1,200 square feet. And once you're inside, you have no idea. But uh, from the outside, it just looks like a barn, as you can tell. <laughs> all right. So you guys went from this. This was the house. Uh -huh. right. yep. That's right when we bought it. Look how young. look how happy and dumb we were. <laughs> Drew's like, I have concerns. We have it's so dumb, right? <laughs> okay, so so then um how many years later was this? 
Um, so that picture was taken just this past fall. So that would be about 12 mm -hmm. years later. So how is your, is this the dog you've had the whole time? Yes, that's Toby. That's Toby. He's 13. Well, he's awesome. He's like, he's cute. I, I mean, does he really sit like, like he's like yes. not running off. He's like, I'm okay. happy being here. So Toby is an amazing dog but the worst dog breed anyone could ever concoct. So he is part English Bulldog and part Beagle. English Bulldogs are notorious for being lazy and Beagles are notorious for overeating. So all he really wants to do is eat and sleep. So okay. our, our, our entire life with Toby, other than loving on him, has been weight control. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like debt control, weight control. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's been his, his vice. Okay, so um, so when you are um, planning, you're doing your monthly or your yearly kind of thing, do you have to adjust because some things come up? Or is it like, hey, we're going to go to a vacation? Or I know you guys go hiking a lot. I guess you're just doing that locally, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I would say like Indiana and Michigan area so far. Our yeah. goal is to go farther, but. Well, and I mean, that goes along with talking about spending habits. So yeah, um, we buy an annual pass, to the Indiana State Parks. There's 26 of them, I believe. 26, yeah. And that pass gets us into any state park at any point throughout the calendar year. So um, $50, we hike, yeah, whenever we want. We've got a park just down the street from us. Um, so yeah, it's it's a blessing, and that's you know finding ways to maximize your your money. Mm -hmm. But as far as yeah, like things coming up, we are far enough into our uh, journey where we're able to plan things out in advance. So um, we have a is it called a cascading fund. Yeah, they, I I think it's cascading fund. Um, yeah, where we you know we budgeted basically around three to four thousand dollars a year for vacation. And uh, each month we have X amount of dollars that goes in there to fill that up. So um, when we need to use against it, we're not taking away from our monthly income. It's already, you know, allotted for. Budgeted in, right? Yep. Okay, so how were you able to start a nonprofit in the middle of all of this? Because Inch by Inch started at, because um, that was something else you and I, you talked about the other day and you said, mm -hmm. Hey, this is something I want people to know that we still, because you guys, uh, you got a job at element three first, yep. I think. And then Bob got a job at element three. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yep. and then you guys, Hey, you are working together, but you're not working together. And you said, Hey, we want to do something together. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, so how like starting something and I know that uh busy bee, busy beaver. beaver. Yep. Beaver does the provide or supplies the buttons. Uh, French yep. paper supplies the paper. Um, and it. it's, it's it's $50 a year or yes. something like that. Yep. And then you get, and um, Mama Sauce does the printing. Mm -hmm. And then you guys do all the assembly. And all the artists yep. give their time and they mm -hmm. design these little inch uh, buttons, yes. which all of mine are at school. Okay. I, I trust well, you. I know. I, I, I know you. you I'm, yeah, I'm a um, I'm a subscriber. <laughs> You're good. And yes, so, when it are. gives back, that the that money gives back. I guess you have to pay for postage, and then 
yes. minus postage, everything else, because the U.S. government is not supporting. I still right. see their logo down there. No, no, they haven't <laughs> contributed yet. So, so tell us how you were able, and, and was that a conversation you guys had to have, or was it just you and Bob? Um, there were some elements of a conversation that we had, but pretty much it was, we just, uh, it happened really quickly. So I think that what, um, what attracted me to this idea was that while our lives were in a sense, like put on pause while we kind of tackled this debt, the world just keeps on spinning and there's still problems out there in the world. Um, so when we came up with this idea, um, you know, it, well, some people from the outside were like, man, this was a great opportunity for you to make money to help pay off that debt, or you could have been using that time freelancing. But I got such a reward out of it uh, emotionally and psychologically that it was, it was great because in that time, you know, to be so laser focused on us, mm -hmm. it really gave me uh, an outlet to be focused on others. And we were able to, I was able to do my part in helping start inch by inch um, solely because of all those people that you mentioned being such amazing people and contributing so much from uh, Busy Beaver, Mama Sauce French Paper, um, to all the contributing artists like the, uh, and then Real Thread came along later for t-shirts like, um, we had such a minimal startup cost that it's what allowed us to to really create inch by inch. So, um, yeah, I would not have been in, in a position to start up any other of any other business or opportunity in that time frame. But yeah, Bob and I, uh, thanks to our our lovely sponsors, were able to, uh, to get it up off the ground without having to invest a whole lot other than our time. So, what's the plan, and how has life changed? Um, do you still do retail therapy? You don't, do you, no. Whitney? No, I don't. No. So, no. <laughs> so um, how, because I think one of the biggest things is how you look at money. So mm -hmm. is there a plan to buy a house? Is that something you're saving mm -hmm. for yeah. now? Okay. So, um, yeah, we are now graduating from baby step two, which is paying off all your debt, is going into baby step three, which is saving three to six months of living expenses. So we're almost there. We are probably a month away from doing that mm -hmm. at which point our um our hope is to really fire up into uh saving for a house uh, we are totally cool where we're at but yeah. i think um for our kids as we get a you know they get a little older um uh, want to give them a little bit more space but um toby clearly that, needs nothing except no, no he needs a bed he that's needs it. a bed, <laughs> bed yeah that's it um and he's good um, but beyond that, there's a lot of other things that we're getting into. Uh, you know, we've really felt a lot of, um, positivity coming off of going through FBU and we've wanted to kind of give back. And I think there's been a few things that have crossed our paths that we're really excited about doing. One is we're actually on Wednesday is our first financial peace university that we've been teaching. It's their final class. So, yeah, so they get to graduate, yeah. which we never officially graduated. <laughs> yes if anyone's out there is considering fpu uh make sure that you look at your calendar well in advance uh when we were doing it yes we had kids were about one and a half and we missed more than two classes 
And if you actually, I think it's if you miss. If more you than miss one, one class, you don't graduate. No, you, you can miss one. You can miss one. Yeah. But you can't miss anymore. So, and um, we actually never graduated from F year because yeah. we missed two classes. Yes. But so, yes. Go ahead. No, you're fine. So how did it? How did Dave hear about? Did you guys contact? Did your non-graduating leader to, <laughs> did they tell um so what happens is after you become debt-free you can go to his website and you can apply to do the debt-free screen and so i literally waited for the payment to clear for that discover card <laughs> and the day that it cleared i went to dave ramsey's website and i filled off the form and they said, because of how many submissions they get, it can take six to eight weeks. And I what never does that mean you so applying for a screen. What does that mean? Screen. <laughs> screen. Every screen. Yeah. Like, yes. ah! yeah. And so, so because you can go on his show to do your debt free screen. And that had always been a dream of ours. Hmm. And we, um, we put it in and I didn't think anything of it. And exactly like six weeks to the day later, I'm driving from my office to Costco. I went to eat lunch at Costco or something and they have good food. And so I'm pulling into the parking lot and my phone rings and it said, it was like Franklin, Tennessee, wherever they are. Franklin. And I was like, I don't know anyone from there, but I'm going to answer it. I never answered numbers. I don't know, but it was weird. And I answered it and they said, hi, this is so-and-so from the Dave Ramsey office. And I went, oh, like, <laughs> like, well, we saw that you were debt-free and can you come down like two days to do your debt-free scream? And I was like, oh, they okay. wanted you in person? They, they wanted us in person. And is that is normal? Exciting. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do screams over the phone or if you can get there, they want it in person if possible. And so I said, well, we can't do this week, um, but I think we can do next week. I didn't look at our calendar. I didn't ask him. I just scheduled it. I think it was September 8th or 9th, something like that. It was a Friday. And so we both took time off of work and we all went down there and we were on the show and it was so exciting. And then about um, a week and a half later, we got another call from the Dave Ramsey office. And they said, Chris Hogan, who is one of the Dave Ramsey um, teachers, he's actually going to be in Indianapolis doing a live show. Um, would you guys be willing to do your debt-free scream um, on live in Indianapolis on stage? And I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of got to do it twice. We did it, we twice. Did it twice. So we yes. did it once on the radio with like 15 million people listening. And then once live in front of about 1,200 people or so. Yeah. So that was, that was a surreal experience doing that. And then we had people that we knew that were there, but we didn't know they were going to be there. And so they saw us, and so that was really neat. So, so, so you actually went on stage. How many people are – and then you kind of got to tell your story yeah. quickly? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. We did. Yep. Yeah, very quickly within like two. It's like two minutes or something. Yeah. It gets hot up on stage. It's very too. hot on stage. It's very <laughs> scary being in front of all those people. <laughs> more scared to talk about it in front of twelve hundred people than over a million people. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so you guys go your kids too at that point on stage. 
No. no, they didn't go with us that night. It was too late. It was a school night. It was very late. And, yeah. And so, but they, they did go with us down to Nashville or Franklin. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, <laughs> Doc says his family, he's still on um, oh, yeah. Costco. His family of six can eat for under $5. It's <laughs> awesome. And the best is you can get a whole pizza for nine ninety five. Yeah. And they're really good. Great deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's Indeed. awesome. All right, so so was Dave in like I guess from the show the scream is that how he was like hey you got to get these people onto stage in Indianapolis? No, I don't know if it was how that happened. Yeah, I think that um there's just some people within the organization talking about trying to find people to tell their story um, as this tour was going on. And it just so happened to be, we were really Cause fresh. Cause you're so on. chatty with Jenny Lee that first yeah, there you go. We had, we had inside connections. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happened. But yeah, no, I think it was just, we were top of mind just happened to be a couple weeks later. And you um, were there in, yeah, in Indy. We right so made yeah. It, made it easy. So what is something that I should have asked you that we haven't talked about? Um, wait. Oh, well, I think we started to talk about as far as like next steps. Do you want to talk about what you're doing? What's your passion? Is oh, right yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I want to hear about this, Whitney. Me? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I am now a certified refit fitness instructor, which if anyone knows me, it's, it's so far away from anything I've ever done. Um, but I'm an educator. That's what I do every day. I educate adults. And so someone said, oh my gosh, you would be a great fitness instructor. And so I did some research and I found this company called Refit. It's R-E-F-I-T. And it is, it just fits my mission of what I want to accomplish in life and um, the values and what they stand for. They're out of Waco, Texas. And it's just so incredible. And so I actually signed up to go to a training. I'd never even been to one of the classes or anything and signed up to go to the training. And I went to the training in Columbus, Ohio, a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago. I got certified. Um, and yeah, so here pretty soon I'll be teaching fitness classes along with um, my full-time job. But I'm really excited about that because um, – the it's just a way for me to minister through people so i'm really excited about that yeah. um and then, is that a faith-based is fp uh is not fpu is um uh, refit so they are not they don't consider themselves a christian company even though they are all christian they it's faith infused hmm. so what they say is if you are a christian or not you can teach refit like you don't it's whatever you make it to be. And I love that um, because they don't want to exclude anyone from being able to um, teach it or even go to the classes. Mm. Many classes are taught in churches um, and many people will pray before or after or do devotions. Um, the last five minutes of every class, they call it heart work. And so they might read scripture or pray or share testimonies. And it's, it's really incredible. So if you are in your area and you search for a refit class, they're pretty fun. It's fun too. It's just dancing, but or just um, it's movement through music. 
You don't want to say dance fitness because people will say, I can't dance. Well, you don't have to dance. You just have to be able to move. <laughs> so it's awesome. So was there any refit classes in your area? They're um, not being taught, no, which was very strange. Um, in Indianapolis, yes, but in my, in our quadrant of the city, no. So this is exciting. Um, and I, in Columbus, I actually met a bunch of refit instructors from Indianapolis and they've just taken me under their wings. It's really great. I mean, they just support. It's just a great support. And I need that because um, I, got, I have a group of girlfriends that we've been friends for a long time. And everybody lives in a different state. And so I don't have a lot of um, like a close-knit group here. So it's been kind of fun. Is it mainly women? Because Doc's saying, I'm extremely uh, white, and dancing would be a huge <laughs> No. So, so you're also male, so I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> is no, it just so for women? It's not just for women. It's for families can do it. Kids can do it. It's great. Like, And that's one of the things I want to focus on is I want to bring fitness to family. Mm. Because I know my kids love it. Like when I'm sit in front of the computer doing a workout, they do it with me. And I love that. And one of the journeys we've been on along with becoming debt free is a health journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, it started about the right when we moved into here and we just try to eat better and exercise more and do things with our family. And so that goes along with it. And that's kind of what I want to take to families. That's just a really funny comment. <laughs> but no, they have, they, if you, they have what's called a refit dude. So they call them refit dudes and they actually have t-shirts. So you could get a t-shirt. <laughs> so, and he is um, a dad of four girls. So I, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it'd be fun. So what, uh, so Kent wanted to know, and I know we're over time. Um, do you apply FPU principles to the inch by inch administration? Um, from the standpoint of giving 100%, I don't know, um, much about, um, Dave Ramsey's principles when it comes to running a business or an organization. We have the book. We just haven't read it. Yeah. <laughs> Next journey. But, uh, yeah, I mean, one of Dave's biggest principles is, you know, living and giving like no one else. Mm. And the sole mission of inch by inch is just to give back. Right. So we are living that principle. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as, you know, I can't speak to anything directly that would say that aligns with Dave's business philosophy, but um, I know that he is a big proponent for giving back and that is 100% in the inch by inch. Team. Well, and I can't say inch by inch doesn't use credit. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> we I mean, definitely, they don't use a credit card. Never taken out a loan. <laughs> There's no loan yep. or anything, so that's good. And you also have you you have a mission, and you've gotten other people on board that yeah. that were mm -hmm. the makers, which I think is something that. So it, instead of being ashamed to ask, you just mm -hmm. said, "Hey, we want to do this. This is going to help other people," and there was no shame in that. And so it seems right. so funny that we take so much shame on some of the things. I guess it's because you're doing something that's really uh, giving back. It's not like, hey, Inch by Inch wants to have a new um, TV to watch while we're packing <laughs> these things, right? right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, it, I guess it's all those decisions. So I have some ways that people could get in touch with you guys. Do you want me to mm -hmm. share your emails? I know you sent me your emails, but I don't have to if you don't want to. 
You just need to tell yeah, me. You can, yeah. You can okay. share them. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So um, I'm just going to go in the order Drew gave them to me. Okay. Um, and Whitney, I could not tag you in these things because I could not remember what your Instagram handle was. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I guess it didn't pop up as Whitney. Hill. Really? Yes, I know. Oh, interesting. Anyway. Well, what's it popping up as? It yeah. No, it wasn't popping up <laughs> at, <laughs> all? at all for me. And I already follow you. So that's why I yeah, thought it was Yeah, that's weird. weird. Anyway. Okay. Oh, well. Um, but now I'll go back and retag okay. it. Um, all right, so you can always, and this is the way I remember Drew's, because art director. I don't know yep. if that's what it is, but yeah. Drew Hill AD, and I remember yep. his art director, and that's on Instagram and on Twitter. Yep. And, and um, your site is currently down, but you can find his stuff maybe sometime at yeah, drewhillad.com. <laughs> and you can also email him at drewhillad at gmail.com. And then with Whitney, um, I'm sure Whitney would be happy to talk to you about refit or about any of the other healthy things, as well as, you know, Anything. having a full-time job, having twins, being married, the whole uh, gamut. I'm um, an open book, so watch out what you ask. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go and you can find her on Instagram at, at the underscore W-H-I-T. And then you can get Whitney at WhitneyHill at Hotmail.com. All right. And then um, you can, they have um, the Hillosophy. There um, you go. Right? Did I say yes, that? Yes, you got it right. Pretty good. Um, and so tell them about, because this is kind of a blog that you guys mm -hmm. have started. And Drew was like, we haven't quite gotten in our groove yet. But <laughs> um, the goal is at some point, to do something more regularly and maybe yes. share about debt, um, also about maybe the healthy living, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It really it's a place a blog to capture kind of what we've been through our journey. Uh, I think that um, that was one of the things that we discovered when we went into this whole uh, mission of ours is that we were you know we felt like we had to keep things under wraps and not really be able to talk with people about mm -hmm. what we were going through because there was the expectation of where we should be and we're just kind of throwing that out of the window and saying we're going to be super transparent and share with people and you know hopefully it can help somebody you know and I think there's also something therapeutic in just writing what you're going yeah. through so yeah we'll be sharing about our uh, financial journey we'll be sharing about our faith journey yeah when it comes to things food food oils well, yeah. essential oils, that's a huge part of our life, and I know yeah. it is yours, too. Um, yeah. Because you do I Young mean, Living also. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, we live and breathe our essential oils. <laughs> Literally. So, Literally. <laughs> so, Drew, are you more private normally than Whitney, if Whitney's an open book? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can tell yes. by Whitney's laugh. <laughs> You know this, you went as this firsthand when we first met yourself, yes. But you I gave mean, me talking. You really didn't talk. Like, but, <laughs> I, 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 but neither did Bob. Like, both of you were, like, super, super, super quiet. That's funny because yes. when he came back, he wouldn't stop talking about it. So it's really yeah. funny that you didn't talk. But now yeah. he doesn't. Now he's no. daddy. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. Things change. <laughs> now we're friends. We've been longtime friends. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's that's the wraps on the philosophy. We we hope to yeah start contributing regularly, and uh, we'll yeah and hopefully encourage some healthy conversations. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's why we shared our emails too. Because yeah, if anybody has any questions or and just 
want to pick our brains about things a little bit more, uh, we are happy to share. We're definitely always learning and still, you know, trying to figure things out. Um, yep. So. So as your marriage is so much stronger now because of all of this, even though it was really hard. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So Joey's in Hawaii. So she came here at the end, but look, you can always oh, sorry, watch Joey. it again. <laughs> That's right. Um, Joey, there's our email. Set us up. Yeah. So um, then I wanted to share the inch by inch stuff, but your marriage now, like if you looked at from 2013 to now, what, um, do you think you just make decisions better? Like going through this journey has just bonded you so much closer. Yeah. 100%. I think that, yeah, any walls between us have fallen. I mean, we're very transparent in our thinking. Uh, we are running lockstep through life um, because, yeah, we, um, we've overcome one of the biggest obstacles mm -hmm. that faces most marriages. And well, actually, most, most people, people get divorced in general. I think people in general, I mean, that is something that drags you down. And I think that being able to overcome that is, yeah. Um, freed us up to really connect on a deeper level. So, yeah. Um, and I think just being able to talk about it and having someone that's going before and making it okay that somebody else can share with you is yeah. really huge. So I really love that that's such a big part of what y'all want to do. Well, and I would highly recommend anybody that is in a situation where you're married or together or whatever, and you have this debt together to be open about it because I think I hid a lot mm -hmm. of what I had from him and likewise. And then I was the one that did the budget and controlled the money. And so I felt like everything was my fault and I hid it and I resented him for not partaking, but I would never let him touch it because I didn't want him to see where we were. And you're also just a control And then I'm a control person anyway. But letting Whitney and I are so much alike like our hair now. All I, I just gotta bike mine up. I love it. That's why we get along so well. Um but we let each other in and that and we broke down that barrier and it, Do you it feel like you dream better together now? Yes. We do. Yeah. We do. It's incredible. Like we have, we just, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that that's a, sometimes it feels like, um, people will be like, Oh, well, we're never going to get there. But like, um, John and I have recently, um, made a decision and it wasn't, it was a really hard decision. And, um, but now it's just like, we're on the same page. We're just, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like that is, so relieving it's hard mm -hmm. it's really hard but i feel like it's so it's yeah. it's relieving so i want to um um i want to share inch by inch so all philosophy is the hill o s o p h y on instagram and twitter and then the philosophy.com and then philosophy yep. at gmail.com and then inch by inch if you guys want to participate it's awesome you get this cute little um yellow envelope filled with three buttons I think it's always three. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. four. Sometimes four. Um, yeah. Inch by inch, inch underscore X underscore inch on Instagram yeah. and Twitter or inch X inch dot org on the internet. And then inch, you can email them and ask about it. It actually renews automatically, which I love. Um, <laughs> inch X inch club at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. 
and, and yep. Kent says he's got his buttons right here. And Kent's an educator. He teaches graphic design in Mississippi. Yeah, so we've then, talked several times. Good to see you. You're Kent. welcome, Kim. She said she had to go. Oh, sorry. Kim. Okay. Others said Kim. That's not about Kim. Got it. Okay, good. Okay, so then right. I also wanted to say uh, yeah, it's okay. We got it. You guys are on the same page. <laughs> We're talking to two people, Kent yeah. and Kim. Yes. Um, <laughs> Drew's talking to Kent and Whitney's talking to Kim. Um, and then Dave, D-A-V-E-R-A-M-S-E-Y.com. And then you yep. can also check out there where they their appearance was on YouTube. So YouTube slash, I don't know why. A bunch. Ones that, yeah. yeah. So it'll be in the show notes. Or so, um, it on YouTube. It'll yeah. also be underneath. If you're already watching on YouTube, you can get all these, these, all these links are going to be underneath. Um, and then the every dollar.com is that app. And then this whole long slew is what doc uh, gave it. So terrific. You can get the app and it's super helpful. Um, no worries, Joey. We're just happy to have you here. And then I am taking the rest of July off. Um, we Yay! are getting our house ready to sell. So we are following in their footsteps and um we are tiling so i wish uh i showed um <laughs> whitney before drew came i'll show you guys if you really want to see um it's impressive i oh poo let me open them up real quick so it's in um you guys will be like oh my gosh <laughs> um but uh let's see hang on just a second and okay this is the before that well my husband did that big long thing and then i worked off of this this is what i did today so this is <laughs> disgusting ugly vinyl I, this mm -hmm. is what it was when we moved in not super pretty and then i've i did three tiles and then i worked back out um and then that's our kitchen um i thought i had so that's before lunch but i got it done i haven't grouted it will be lighter and then this is <laughs> we've moved everything out or into the bedrooms <laughs> and so this is the main room and the breakfast room and then yeah eating <laughs> super healthy and there's jackson yummy um and then uh we haven't done those tiles still but um all this awesome. is done now and the kitchen's done so we've oh, made cool. good progress and hopefully we will make more than 106 dollars. that's the goal <laughs> i hope you do yeah it was no fun <laughs> Yeah, I'm, but we also bought it at, um, in the 2008. Mm -hmm. So mm. yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, uh, but anyway, thank you guys so much. And if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can get in touch with me at, um, recharging you.com and you can email me at Diane at recharging you.com. That's the easiest way to get in touch with me. I am taking July, the rest of July off, and I'm going to redo the recharging you website. So pray awesome. for me cool. and hope that it gets um, finished. <laughs> I haven't started on the design yet. So, but you can't keep updating things and then have, yeah. you know, the site. So that, that was the goal. So hopefully I will get to uh, get the site up and then we will start back. Awesome. I was going to have Kevin Green on just so if anybody knows, he has been rescheduled so that I actually can take the rest of July. <laughs> well, um, you have a good time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that we're uh, moving forward, all of us. And I just thank you so much for sharing your story. You're welcome. And um, I just love you both. And I'm, oh, thank you. we love you. Yeah, me too. Thank you everyone for joining us. This yes. Thank you everyone. This was so 
neat. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't as scary. It right? was. I was scared, and it, it wasn't scary at all. Everyone made me feel very comfortable. <laughs> Good. So, guys, you can always hit subscribe and like and share. And the best way to do that um, is to tell your friends about Design Recharge. So, thank you, guys, for. Ooh, there's a big thunder. Um, I thought somebody big was knocking on my roof, like God, I guess. Um, but anyway, um, I will see you guys in August, and I hope you you guys have a great uh, July. So, Me too. thanks, Diane. Thanks, Thank everyone. You, Diane. Bye. Bye, guys.